Hello and welcome to the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast, where we listen into a group of rural firefighters as they give their opinions on the challenges they face both on and off the fireground. We release a new episode every week, so please hit that subscribe button, leave us a rating and share this with your fire family and friends. Now on to this week's episode, where as always, we ask the question, are you DTFF? Hello there and welcome. <laughs> it's the Volunteer Firefighter Podcast. I'm Scott and I'm uh, with two uh, fire family friends. What do we call you guys? <laughs> <laughs> Super friends. <laughs> Super friends. <laughs> uh, I wasn't going to talk Remember about Carl, but we need Carl back. Family? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. members yeah. of my firefighting family. That's what uh, I've asked. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and Todd. Hello. <laughs> Things are going well. Yeah. <laughs> Off to a great start. Uh, all right. So tonight we're going to talk about a few things. Um, did we have any news? I heard uh, mm. America won the junior World Juniors in hockey. Yeah. And then they had a massive riot over it. Mm-hmm. Or that might have been something else. <laughs> yeah, it might have been unrelated. It might have been possibly political, but anyways. <laughs> Where are you going? I mean, we, we just riot locally yeah. when yeah. we lose the hockey game. Exactly. <laughs> well, good job we won the whole hockey game in America. Happens. Yeah. <laughs> Got that going for you right now. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> That's moving. <laughs> so moving on. Um, we were we are talking about some stuff with uh, smaller departments, uh, even smaller than us, which there is some. Um, so I got a phone call from uh, someone that works with me, not in the fire service, but in my other job, and she's actually down. She actually works for a smaller department up up north from us, and she was kind of asking me some questions about recruiting and training and and then we got to talking about how their response works and basically it, it was kind of a to me it sounded odd but it was it's how they do it um they they respond to fires only they have another agency that responds to first responder calls only mm-hmm. and then there's a third agency which is the bigger of the three that responds to their extrication the roads right. road extrication um it just got me thinking then around here we have a few smaller departments. Todd, you have a smaller department above you, and uh, we have a smaller department above us. And some challenges that they face um, on a day-to-day basis, being a smaller department, in that they don't have necessarily the funding that we would have, um, or, or like the resources. The resources yeah. we pull from as well. Yeah. Todd, power everything. Thoughts, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's uh, it's true. Like for the longest time. I'm going to date myself back in the day. Um, oh, timeless. Mm-hmm. You know, we uh, we never had a department above us. Um, you know, up, up the highway well, we there. It was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. Well, the, the, other, the other way the, above you. The other department heading heading east there. Like, uh, they were never there. They started their own little society mm-hmm. um, amongst a group, and it was all funded from people who donated in yeah. that community. Um, and then I think... Once they started rolling, then they started getting some grants, um, but it was very far from between for the members, and then also the um, just the the funding they could get and the grants were, weren't very uh, mm-hmm. large back then. Right. Um, you know, now they're a fairly good. Uh, they're a lot better from where they were. They've got a good handful of trucks. Um, you know, it's still a very low um, amount of membership to draw from. Um, it's generally a, a retired community. Yeah. Um, there's a few middle-aged people up in that area mm-hmm. as well. 
which is a, a pro and a con. You know, a lot of time there's a lot more people available throughout the day. Um, and then again, depending on where people work who are still working, mm-hmm. they're usually down in our community. So the response time varies. Right, for sure. Um, and it's up a mountain pass, so it's sometimes it's difficult to get up there. So we work together with them uh, for uh, auto extrication, and we do the over embankment rescue and mm-hmm. things like that. And just recently, they acquired a set of uh, um, extrication tools, and they're trying to get some more more funding for training and whatnot again. And that comes back to what we were discussing is it takes a long time to get that funding because this stuff's expensive mm-hmm. to get certified and, and get the ball rolling. So we've been working together with them for quite some time. They've been doing a first responder program, which is really good because the time it takes for the ambulance to get up in that area uh, is generally close to 20 minutes yeah. uh, just from their, their location. And that's if our guys are in town. Right. Uh, so their first responder program out of their department is is a huge benefit to the people that live in that that area and for anybody that travels that highway uh, for motor vehicle accidents. Um, however, they've never really done the auto extrication side of things before. So uh, we've always kind of covered with that. Um, lately, we're just working together with them uh, with regards to any specific entrapment because it's out of our area, but it's still our highway district. We have to get a PEP <coughs> number. You know, and exactly they get covered mm-hmm. and paid for one truck, and I think it's, I think it's four members. So PEP number is a provincial emergency provincial emergency programs programs yeah. number. Yeah. So mm-hmm. basically, because you're going to the area, it's if you're in the states, it'd be like the state has to pay for it. So now it's mm-hmm. like the province pays for us. Yeah. You us whoever yeah. go out of these areas to do work and covers you if you're injured. And all yeah. That right. Kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing, like our our highway area is much like yours. When we head that direction, it's huge. Yeah. So we go way up the mountain, down Highway 3, yeah. uh, then up towards Mount yeah, Baldy yeah. Road, and then we meet up with you guys mm-hmm. at your boundary on Camp McKinney yeah. by yeah. Baldy. Yeah. So that's a long ways. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's just, it's it's super important working together with, uh, with that other department there. Um, you know, it takes us a while to get up that hill. Uh, it's a pretty good mountain pass. Well, your truck's so awesome, too. Your, no, your, your yeah, rescue truck's the best truck. Like jam. <laughs> 60K top, baby. Yeah. yeah. It's it's on the list for a new truck. <laughs> <laughs> well, the problem with the, I mean, fire trucks in general, there's a lot of weight in them. and mm-hmm. Unless you got a major, <laughs> that, like that new tender of ours, that thing's going to yeah. rip up the hill. But other than that, it's, yeah, it's exactly. slow. I mean, even our new rescue truck. I feel if it went up the hill that you're going up, it would have some issues. Mm-hmm. It would take us a while to get up there too. Yeah, I mean, even our our tender and our engines. It's, uh, I mean, they're a pretty good sized engine, but they they drag going up the hill. It's a huge mountain pass. Right, right. It's pretty, and a lot of hairpins, so it takes takes a while to get up there. Um, yeah. So with with that in mind, just for our response, uh, that's why it's really important to rely on each other. We really have to think of you know, the patient focus care right the patient always needs to come first no matter what happens so by keeping those relationships strong and being able to communicate together and work together you know whatever the skills that your department has is going to benefit the patient Mm -hmm. Um, and we want to make sure like we talked in the past as far as canceling resources or you know not starting a resource maybe not starting a second ambulance things like that uh you know we we need to keep that resource coming 
until we're 100 percent sure uh we don't need them yeah. you know like it, it takes so long to get those resources turned back around or started mm-hmm. if we don't start them early so is yours automatic like an automatic automatic aid i guess like is it automatically called? it is so right now we were usually both getting paged out uh, right. at the same okay. time yeah right. yeah and it it works pretty good um it's always a bit of a communication problem because they're on one one channel they're on their local repeater then we're on our mm-hmm. repeater you know then as we approach we have to discuss okay what whose channel are we going over to uh right. and then you know our operations we're used to changing to a cha- tac channel you know so there's lots of little things that need to get stream- streamlined as we go forward. Right. Um, but they will be. And, you know, I think ultimately, though, you know, we just always need to remember that, uh, you know, back to our friend Dr. Nick Sparrow, like, we need to rethink how we're providing patient care in our province, right? Mm-hmm. It's patient first. Stop any little nuances in between departments and uh, just put that patient first and we're always going to come out. Yeah. with a win like uh, you know i we don't do a lot of automatic aid around here like you know the, mm. the larger departments in the area and i know in the states it's big yeah um nick from uh the bar boys mm-hmm. um formerly the bar boys so i guess it's still a bar boy <laughs> the artist formerly known as yeah. yeah um i think from what i understand they have automatic aid mm-hmm. so they if there's certain things that come in they automatically get paged out for those things mm. i often think is that something that we should have around here? Like, you know, like the other day you guys had a, had a structure fire with someone um, inside. Mm-hmm. Should it have been you guys get paged and then we get paged as well? Just, I mean, you had it, you had it well under control. You, mm-hmm. you dealt with it right away. But if that turned into something bigger and it was a longer, uh, longer search, uh, you know, now you got guys tied up, you got writ team mm-hmm. needed, you know, all these resources that you need. And not even that, I mean, I, here I go, I'm going to say it, the what if, Yeah. Mm-hmm. but you know, like, what if another call comes in exactly. or mm-hmm. whatever it is, yeah. you know, we may have enough manpower for that specific event, but now trying to pull from that event to staff another truck or maybe that truck's tied up or blocked in or God knows mm-hmm. what, you know, where that's where that automatic aid may, might really pay off. And we do that in large events anyways. We'll call for mutual aid to come yeah. do community standby. Yeah. But it's we, just, you know, sometimes, like, yeah, it should almost be right away because it's like automatic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> automatic. <isn't it? laughs> um, because we rely on we get on scene, we decide, okay, yeah, let me get on scene first before I decide if I need, uh, you know, I, I think the last time we called for Todd's department mm-hmm. to come, you could see from three kilometers away the black yeah. Yeah. plume of smoke, and you also knew that one of our tenders was down. Yeah. So you said, hey, I need a tender. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, that, but that's a daytime call, you yeah. know, you're going off reports, all that sort of stuff, but I don't know, I'm almost like the automatic aid I like, because... At least it gets truck rolling, and it's, and it's it's easy for us to go turn back around. Because I mean, how many alarm calls do we go to? Like, how many of these calls that we know are probably going to turn into nothing that we go to? Versus this, we know that there's a you guys are dealing with something probably pretty big, or we're dealing with something pretty big. We're going somewhere that's mm-hmm. we're probably going to help. And whether we get there or make it halfway, and you guys are like, no, we're good, we got it under control. With that. Um do you guys know the answer if, as far as our mutual aid agreements go, um, no. <laughs> does our, because I'm pretty sure, like, if you guys call us, we go up, like, our town just pays us and sets yeah, it up. Yeah, I guess that works. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same thing. And, yeah. I believe Everybody so. hopes yeah. it balances out in the yeah, long yeah, run, right? Yeah, it balances out yeah. in the long run. Mm-hmm. So, I think it'd be great. I, 
I would assume the politicians would yeah. kind of approve of that as long as it's not going overboard. Because yeah, I often think, like, okay, how many structure like, because it's not going to be, we're not going to be going to alarm calls. We're not going to be going no. to, probably even access. I think it's going to be yeah. our, uh, you know, the big grass fires. Yeah, big structure fire. Um, and the structure um, fires, right? But, like, how many of those do we get a year? Mm-hmm. Only one year we had, like, 13. Yeah. But then you, you know, you're in the six to 10. Mm-hmm. So what? That's going to be 10 extra calls a year. Potentially. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's not not a lot. Yeah, it's not a lot, yeah. and usually it's going to be probably a turnaround. Um, yeah, yeah, something to think about. I'm thinking. <laughs> I like the idea. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's not even. I mean, we've got a bit of. I think we we're on a automatic for our small department for anything structure still. Yes. So we are a water supply. Yeah. Minimum. I don't know for automatic because they've had a couple up there, and they, we haven't been. Oh, actually, sorry. We are. Um, th- their department up from mm-hmm. us is a little bit different in that, depending on... Because they're kind of like... They're like the center of a wheel. Yeah. So, depending on where they are, there's three other bigger departments that assist them. Mm-hmm. So, I guess if they're on our side, we would assist them. If it's on right. the north side, then someone else would assist them. And if it's on, like, the northwest side or whatever, someone else will assist yeah. them. So, I guess, mm-hmm. yeah, it is... That's a it little bit... falling on somebody on one of the other departments. Yeah. yeah. But... Yeah, but I always think, like, to rely on the officer to make the call, if mm-hmm. it's mutual aid or not, is it's always kind of bugging me because it's usually like I'll be driving and be like, make the call, make the call. Mm-hmm. Like, even that one when you when I was, uh, like, last one you made the mm-hmm. call on, um, I'm driving from work in the town, and you're saying, like, oh, yeah, send a second alarm in, mm-hmm. like, make the call, and you did, yeah. like, right away. You're like, yeah, no, it's mutual aid. Mm-hmm. But it's like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's... I think for like kind of back to our department, we're discussing like it's uh, it's very beneficial for the motor vehicle accidents how we both get paged for that event yep. because um, you know in the past a lot of times they would just get paged for a motor vehicle accident and we wouldn't know if there's entrapment or not. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and then we get an update and we get paged sometime later. Oh, yes, there is entrapment. Yeah. You know, so that was a, a big time delay and it was very frustrating. On I think everybody's. Yeah. behalf right because mm-hmm. they're up there with no tools um you know, to try and extricate somebody you know, we're down here with the tools but it takes us a while to get up there now there's been that big time delay mm-hmm. so now that we're both getting paged it's super important to keep that communication and just say hey you know nobody's canceling get up there until you get eyes on scene you're 100 percent sure you know you don't need any extra hands you know and whatnot because i think we've all been in that situation where you end up canceling somebody, and then you start, I'll use the term extrication, but not literally from a vehicle, but, uh, you know, assisting somebody, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it would have made it life a lot easier for that patient to have mm-hmm. a couple extra hands. I can speak to that firsthand, because we actually had something very similar. Um, and it was the, quote, nothing call mm-hmm. that turned into a little bit more of a pain in the ass call really um it was 2 30 in the morning and we got called for a um like a gas leak or whatever it came came in as so we've got 35 people sleeping and we got this call for a gas leak um and it didn't have anything to do with uh, patient care or anything it just said yeah we have a gas so it happened to be across the street from 
um, actually one of our new officers. So he, at the right. time, had a radio, and he bombed across the street. He, like, literally walked out of his doorstep and looked across the street, and there's EHS, and the patients are outside of the house. So he radios right away and says, hey, this is what's happening. Both of the patients are outside of the building. Um, I was responding direct, as was the chief. So we get there, and uh, immediately I was like, well, if everybody's out of the building, there's no sense bringing five extra guys and more people responding to the hall. Like, it's 2.30 in the morning. We're going to drop this down and say we have all the resources that we need here. So I stood everybody else down. And then we're there for extra time. A little bit more information comes out. Um, <clears throat> now it's... There was some, some other... Um, well, there was some uh, uh, current uh, COVID protocol that we had to follow, which now that we're going inside of the building, that's not one person with a mask. you got to get all of the proper PPE on, which the officer truck does have. Um, SCBA, and like we, we, we had the ability to do it, but it wasn't... It just wasn't the, the right way to do it. Having a truck with all the proper gear on it, you know, so it just happened that Scott picks up the radio and says, hey, like, you do have a crew here. Do you need us? Like, I think I actually phoned you. Huh? I think I phoned you. That's right. You wanted I didn't to... want the awkward radio conversation of, yeah. hey, are you sure you don't need us? <laughs> yeah. And you're going, eh. Mm. First of all, have the awkward conversation you and I yeah. together. <laughs> Privately, which I think is how it went. I'm like, ah, you know, like, I got one, I got me, I got Bob, and you have a truck full of people with all of the proper stuff to get here and do it, as all the new information is coming two blocks forward. Away. Yeah. And again, yeah, so it was a block and a half, two, two blocks away from the hall. And I'm already like, there's six of us already out of bed. <laughs> Might as well. Let's just go. Let's just Diesel's go. cheap. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the old, old chief used to say. Diesel's cheap, go for a drive. Just go. Um, and, I mean, even er earlier today, we were talking about it's good no matter what the response to get a big shiny truck with lights on it and even if all that is is a command vehicle of the duty mm -hmm. truck or whatever it is getting something on scene with lights yeah with you know you are representing your town as the fire department getting on scene with that with that representation means a lot um just for the town to show that you are you know you are responding um and then yeah and getting the full apparatus there uh, and in this case, we ended up using almost every member off of that truck to, to do our job thoroughly. And it was the right, it, it was the right call. So like I learned from that in the past, um, your light is on for sure. <laughs> right in my eye. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I learned something there for sure. It's, you know, and I, I've been the guy that preached it always, like, send the damn truck. Yeah. You know, you try to make the call once, but like, ah, we'll get the guys back in bed early. It'll be fine. Nah, screw it. Send it every time. Send it. Because I always think if I'm at the hall, going, I really want to see what's going on over there. Mm -hmm. It's just easier to bring it, bring the guys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to bring all thirty of them, mm -hmm. but at least bring the one truck. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that's usually all who shows up. If it gets canceled that early, it's like yeah, yeah usually only you know a group will show up. But, yeah. yeah, and you guys came up. You guys rolled up. Uh, yeah, you know, routine. routine. Yeah, we're not gonna rip in code three. Yeah. <laughs> Fly around the corner. Great. Yeah. I'm not. You know, I'm thinking back to that mutual aid or automatic aid, if we would call it that. Mm -hmm. um, the only the only challenge would be, would how would we know what apparatus to bring if it's automatic? Because right now it's mutual. Uh, right now it's an officer's decision. So, like in mm -hmm. your case, mm -hmm. Ash, you said we need a water tender. Yeah. Um, you know, if an apartment building's on fire in the downtown, 
we need an engine with guys right. equipped for rip. Um, are we going to rely on dispatch to send? Because they won't know what to send. Unless, mm-hmm. But if it's automatic... And our comms aren't... I can... Like, yeah, I can we, barely we, hear them. We can yeah. loosely monitor your channel. Yeah, same with you. Yeah. We can't... I, yeah, I don't think we could trust that for a com- conversation. The only thing with automatic would maybe maybe it tweaks dispatch dispatch to go. Do you want? Okay, I'm going to call automatic aid. What do you need? Mm-hmm. That might be the thing. That yeah, might be right. the move. Put I'm about to call automatic aid, and it's more just to remind the officer. Oh yeah, we have that resource. Because mm-hmm. honestly, I think sometimes we forget. You almost forget it's in your pocket to yeah. call them. Because yeah. I know a lot of times, like you know, we'll be going to do road rescue mm-hmm. out of our area. Yeah, and maybe taking some apparatus with us, and people are like, well. Oh, the apparatus are out of the area now. What are we going to do? It's like, well, we have another department that we can call. Same, well, right. same <laughs> as any other call, yeah. yeah. Same mm-hmm. as a fire call, right? Yeah. yeah. You're on a grass fire, something else comes in, guess what? Other department's coming up. Yeah. There's, there's no mm-hmm. different. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of liking the idea of just, you know, it, it, it does help the, if dispatch was to remind us, like, hey, you know, you do have that other department. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Forgot about yeah, that. As, as they're building their call, if that was yeah. a... Like a box that they could check. Do you want these guys? Mm-hmm. Any structure buyer? Do you want these guys to contend? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I remember a couple of times, uh, grass fire season, you know, we rolled up for uh, community standby. Yeah, I mean, you and get pages out, you you guys, Well, you guys had every truck out. Yeah. So the rescue truck stayed at the hall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, so we had our engine parked beside it, and, you know, we got, gave the guys a tour of, of that truck to make yeah. sure they're familiar with it if we get mm-hmm. an MVA because we were covering everything. You yeah. guys had zero yeah. manpower for anything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then sure enough, then we got toned out for something else in town. Yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah it's good. I, I, I like that idea of, you know, using that discretion as, um, you know, hey, just remind you, automatically has been called. What apparatus do you want? Um, yeah. It's not a bad, bad thought. Yeah, because of nothing else, it gets your crew or our crew moving to the hall. Mm-hmm. One truck mm-hmm. of people. Because we never we never really send more than one. Like, well, even if it just uh, starts out as an engine every time just for community coverage, yeah. right? Then, Correct. You know, yeah. that can get changed yeah. easily. And, I mean, normally it's like the engine or whatever and an officer and the officer duty truck goes. Mm-hmm. Um, Chief usually stays in town and one of the duty truck takes off to yep. wherever, to you guys. And, and nine times out of ten, we're getting, we're getting way ahead of it before the mm-hmm. engine even leaves here. For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think the big thing is you know, what we talked about in the past is just uh, is everybody just needs to realize that we're all here for the same goal, right? Like that's yeah. that's ultimately what we're here for. We're here to serve our communities and and you know provide you know patient care if that need comes into it. Um, so yeah, whatever we're doing, whether it's auto acts or fire, um, you know we need to we need to stay working together. Yeah. You know, not cancel resources keep those resources coming as early as you can mm-hmm. um and yeah we just it's that's the that's the name of the game i think the other big thing is uh training we gotta train together more uh, we have to train together more yeah <laughs> i mean now that we have a little bit sorry you guys have a little bit different leadership <laughs> yeah We're more open to training <laughs> with us um i yeah. think we can probably maybe accommodate some of that um we can even meet halfway do a scenario or a little session. I mean, we have come out. We've done some training. We did the hazmat stuff. I mean, a couple of us, not too many of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just such so hard this year with stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, once, sure. once the COVID goes away, we've uh, talked about that in the past. I remember we talking about like trying to do a little scenario, yeah, kind of halfway somewhere. Yeah. yeah, I still look at that area where we were talking. Yeah, a long time. I know. 
I don't think Ash knows about it, but maybe he'll be on the maybe he'll be the officer on the, on the front side. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, you know these other smaller departments. That's you know it's one challenge I think they have is is that they don't have a massive area to train. Mm-hmm. Um, so the training sometimes becomes hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we always talk about our training ground, and we'll literally invite whoever wants to come. Yeah, pretty much for free. It, it is for free. Yeah, they can come for free. We've had people from hundreds of kilometers away just coming just to mm-hmm. train, mm-hmm. train for a day. Um, you're not getting a certificate out of it. <laughs> I'm like telling you that right now, you're not. We're not going to be like, oh, you're certified to do this. No, nope, you're coming. You're training. Um, I'm not a big cert- certification fan. I'm, I don't really care what papers people have. It's more what skill they have. That's right. And if we can pr- build some skills, you know, and, and if you look at all the kind of the leading instructors right now, um, you know, um, the guys down, the guy in Seattle. Um, Nozzle forward. Nozzle forward. Mm-hmm. He's going to give you a certificate, but it's not going to be NFPA approved. <laughs> like no, you attended you know, his course. Yeah, yeah and I, you guys, I will bring yeah, you, you a certificate. Had, yeah, you guys had one, um, you know, all these yeah. things, like they're not NFPA, but they're courses, and mm-hmm. it's just more time on, on the equipment, more time on tools, mm-hmm. and maybe a little bit of a open your mind, some new, yeah. new skills. Yeah. I always wonder, like, we we always kind of talk about, like, us and your guys' department, Todd. Uh, we talk about our brands just up the hill. We get a handful of calls with the, the department to the north of us, and I'm, I'm actually surprised we haven't had more mutual aid calls with those guys, even mm-hmm. for structure production uh, on their southern side of their yeah. their area. Um, they're a, a, they're, they don't have a lot of industry, so there, there's not a lot of local employment, um, and they're a pretty busy department. Like they do road rescue, FR, like they, yeah. they do everything. Um, we've only ever been there like once. Yeah. In the past mm. Handfully, or I've I've never been on there. I've never been in up north to help them. No, other than, than other when than the mountain was on fire, when the, when the whole place was on, and then everybody came. Yeah, <laughs> like everybody we, literally. We meet at the corner every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's that nasty corner that we mm-hmm. meet, and because sometimes the roads blocked, so they have to do one end, and we have to do the other for yeah. extrication. But um, like maybe there's, it's there's that that stretch of homes right there. Maybe there just hasn't been any. Yeah, like I never remember anything burning down up there. No, um, other than grass. We, sorry, we have asked them to come a few times to help us. Correct. Yeah. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. Water yeah, tenders, a couple, couple local, mm-hmm. larger yeah. events yeah. for sure. But um, they do have a new. Mm-hmm. Again, they have new command. Yeah. Who's who? We actually had a really good conversation with. Um, so again, coming back to that, uh, uh, you know, mutual training. I think that would really benefit all of us. Yeah. Um, and things that you you learn when you do some of these mutual trainings or you get some of these calls like we when we went out to that big uh, mountain fire we found that so we've got everybody's channels in our radios and we learned that some of our radios I don't know through a missed program or whatever it was we actually weren't getting all of their comms we, we could mm-hmm. hear them we just couldn't call them back so I mean the simplest of things is what you stumble on and that's not the time that you want to stumble yeah. so you can iron out a lot of this stuff through some mutual trainings and, and you know getting in well, front of people even right, hydrant connectors yeah like yeah mm-hmm. storts versus regular and it's like mm-hmm. yeah you know, we're, we're, we always get into that like and you, even you could even start with a tabletop with Absolutely. officer groups right yeah yeah you know do something like that does i mean because everything fails in comps mm-hmm. every every event right yeah. any mci any mass event 
it, it's always calm. That's where things can be worked on immediately. Mm -hmm. And those first initial moments are usually where it's the worst. Mm -hmm. So just m making sure that, you know, we're all in the same mindset to switch to the certain channel, right? whether it's a TAC channel or a fire commissioner channel, because like, we all have those, right? Yeah. That just needs to be discussed and then practiced. Mm -hmm. So tabletop might be a good way to go. And we've even talked about that with you guys, because mm -hmm. um, like you say, you guys did switch, or where once you get on scene, you guys are running TAC 1, TAC, TAC 2, yeah, know, whatever it is. Four, yeah. um, so how is that, that, not so much the handoff, but how is that going to look when we arrive on a mutual aid call? Um, I mean, what channel are we going to monitor? What, like, how are we going to do that? The last time we left here to help you guys, I think mm -hmm. uh, you thought one of the hotels was up there, like a couple months ago. Like a laundry room or something? Can't remember. Anyways, we got called to that. Mm -hmm. So we were coming, and uh, oh, yeah. I got the guys yeah. in the truck with me, and, and they're all suiting up, and we're driving. I'm like, all right. That's right. Um, I said, I think we're going to be on TAC channel because that's what they roll, and, yeah. and they're like, okay, cool, cool. So everyone's switching their radios over, and then I still had your guys' channel on, and then we got turned around mm -hmm. just as we hit our boundary, actually, <laughs> but, which is perfect. Like, that's mm -hmm. exactly the way it should be. If we if you're not needed, get turned around. But yeah. we were already, we were within five minutes of being there to help you Yeah. if it turned out to be something huge. So, yeah, I remember that, yeah. That's right. No, he, uh, yeah, the other Captain Parker did a great job there of initially yeah. calling for you guys right away. That was mm -hmm. good because we, had, I mean, that's a huge high occupancy building. Um, so that was, yeah, that was much needed if, because <laughs> we had, if it turned, we had it fire, turned out yeah. to be something. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, speaking of training yeah. um, and communication, um, we were having, a, we were, so we always have these little meetings, um, typically the beginning of the month our training section and we talk about different things we're going to train that month um this month we actually are going to do um, below grade fire attack yep and we're actually going to light up the burn pan a whole lot of diesel fuel and uh, gasoline <laughs> we're going to do some foam foam work nice um just because we haven't done that in a while and uh guys aren't seeing the full benefit of the foam um when we don't do it for a long time so uh, i i'm a little concerned about the black cloud of smoke that we're going to generate and uh, the neighbors <laughs> <laughs> Communicate to the neighbors. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. I might put out the old social media post like we did before. Yeah, smart. Mm -hmm. And then we might have to be buying some dinners for yeah. those people again. Yeah, they've like got some, the some, gift, some cards gift cards coming their way. Depends on which way the, smoke, the wind's blowing. Mm -hmm. um, but one other thing we were talking about was a communications drill that uh, Jay came up with. So I'm giggling because it sounds like hush money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we're buying it. Oh, totally. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> We might make reservations for them. Yeah. Day at <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so, one of our, he's actually one of our newer office, new officers, brand new this week, mm -hmm. um, Jay, um, but he's also on the training section. So, he, um, as soon as he came, came to the meeting today, he's like, hey, I got an idea. And what did he call it? Uh, scavenger hunt. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like a search scavenger hunt. He said, hey, you know, we send. And of course, it's just like anything else. Like when one one person has an idea, we all kind of run with it until we get something that's a like, plan. Yeah, yeah, a plan. So he said, you know, I'm thinking like a team goes in, it's timed. We have uh, we have a little bit. We have a a doll one here, and then they have to find like some other thing, like all little small stuff, like stuff, and they're blacked out. They have to find this stuff. So it just keeps teaches them to do a very thorough search. I was like, cool. Yeah. He's like, and time, timed and competitive, because we always know mm -hmm. a time competitive event it makes it fun and also makes the guys try a lot harder mm -hmm. it's the closest thing that you can do to simulate like stress yeah your yeah, artificial right? stress right mm -hmm. yeah. 
So then we're like, okay, well, if we're going to time it, we need to do head-to-head. So then we start and we start tweaking the plan. Like, okay, if we go head-to-head, we can't use the burn building because burn building, we can't make the yeah. same track. Like, it would have to be almost like a track. So we're like, oh, can we do it at the just in the fire hall? Pull the trucks out. Um, we have that new um, event fencing we just bought. Mm-hmm. Make, make a oh, little yeah. bit of a track with that. Mazes or something. Um, and then I remember seeing something online where these guys got tires and they basically laid them out almost in a grid. And when the team went in, they would uh, search the tire and they'd feel around in it and then they'd find the thing. And I think it was, uh, they actually found like uh, one nut. And then the next tire might be empty. And then the next tire might have a, a washer in it. And then, and then there might be a, like a bolt in the next. So then by the time they bring everything back, they have to find like nine things. They bring it all back. Meanwhile, the officer is not blacked out. So he's standing on in a circle or in a, in a square a distance away. This is all coming to us now. This is now we're rolling now. now mm-hmm. we're, so now there's so an officer standing a distance away. The guys bring it back. They're still blacked out. Now the officer has to direct them how to put the thing together. And we're going to have a picture of it on the whiteboard what the order has to be so now he has to be like hey take this screw that on okay no now the washer has to go next now this has to go next <laughs> oh yeah, nice yeah <laughs> so and we're thinking like the officer is going to stand in the square and he'll be able he'll actually also be telling the firefighters where things are in the search so it's <laughs> similar to uh so the stars interview process um one mm-hmm. of the scenarios is, is communication so you literally you go to a room and you stand back to back with somebody else and you have to draw a picture or describe right. so you describe an item and the other person has to draw it or do something along those lines as well right yeah and then you have to match it up as best you can and it's in a timed event and then yeah yeah, yeah, but yeah it's, it's challenging it's it's hard when you got to yeah. do that mm-hmm. it's funny one of the things i uh there was uh when i went and did uh, the jiu-jitsu course down in la they, they they a lot of it's based on instructor like it's all about instructing so they said, you know, um, they wanted this guy to teach. They said, teach him. So like, teach Ash um, how to get to this water bottle, Todd. So the water bottle over in the corner. And uh, so Todd, you have to tell Ash how to get there. So the guy's like, hey, take uh, 10 steps to your left, turn to your right, turn in it. And he goes through the whole thing. He's like, um, one step forward. Okay, kneel, crouch, right hand out, reach down three inches and close your fist. So, and one of the Gracies was like, perfect. Actually, it was the father, it was He's like, yeah, that's really good. That was perfect instruction. He goes, there's also this way. And he grabs the guy by the hand and drags <laughs> him over there and <laughs> puts his hand on the bottle. He goes, there's different ways you can think about instruction. I just always thought that was cool. Obviously, you can't lead that way. You can't like take the guy's mm-hmm. hand and lead. Yeah. But just the instructional method is like, yeah, we can do it. There's ways of teaching. I was like, oh. So I always remember that because it was like a good way to remember. And that was more on a teaching side. Like, yeah, you can teach by... By yeah. blah, like telling them all this stuff, or you can be like, "Hey, I'm gonna show you how to do this thing," and that ah, was always cool. <laughs> nice. <laughs> huh. um, what else are we gonna do in this week for training or next week? We're building a roof prop. Fine. We are, yeah. So that's uh, you know we that's been coming. <laughs> we've talked about it for a long for a long time. Um, we, uh, as we've said, uh, I ton of times here we're not big on uh vertical ventilation as um a means of an attack and fire fire suppression uh we're all about positive pressure uh however we do find ourselves up on the roof um on on occasion um it it might be for event ventilation it might be for like 
during mop up. Um, there's many reasons, obviously, for uh, chimney fires. We're up there every time. Um, it might be for fire attack. And it might be for mm-hmm. fire attack. Like, there's definitely pros to going up there. Uh, I mean, we were talking about the big trench cut today. If if you're trying to save yeah. a yeah. long structure, and we're talking about that was the last time we tried it. Mm-hmm. With, yeah, with that your guys' apartment fire, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. trench cut. Yeah. So there's definitely pros to it. Um, there's some cons, but why not be proficient in the skill if you ever need it? So we've never had a prop. I mean, we've, we've got our can city down down there and we came up with a plan of how we can build it um and make it a safe training space uh and still still get these uh safe space yeah well <laughs> safe in the in the terms of firefighter reporting. firefighting world but it's not right? just a roof prop but a lot of departments do will build roof props that are on, on the, the ground, ground. Mm-hmm. so we're gonna we're gonna build two we're gonna build one on the ground probably that's gonna be the flat roof mm-hmm. for doing trench cuts and stuff mm-hmm. and then we're gonna build one on the actual burn building Mm-hmm. And uh, the idea is, so in our burn building, like a lot of burn buildings, we have a vent hole, um, especially because we got that, the thing they call the Swede. So we draw the, we try to draw the, um, the smoke and hot gases towards us because we want to generate a rollover above our heads. So, you know, as it starts building, I always pop the flap and that starts, and then, you know, obviously fire, I always say fire is lazy, right? It's fine. Yeah. trying to find the easiest way out. Mm-hmm. So I pop the, pop the flap and literally like you can see it starts it starts looking for it it's like oh there it is so it starts looking for that air so it so that makes it roll over our heads well the cool thing is that flap it obviously vents um vents out in the world so we're gonna cover up that flap by putting uh putting this roof roof prop over it so the idea is we'll do some dry land and then when we actually get rolling we're gonna uh we'll be able to light the fire underneath it have it venting out of that roof and uh when they start chainsaw on the roof problem there'll actually be real fire coming out yeah so it'll be that that high fidelity sim i guess again yeah yeah, yeah. but also like you're saying like it's it's not you're not just building roof prop out of wood trusses and no it's gonna be metal, metal like it's and, yeah mm-hmm. gonna be able to sustain the yeah. heat and smoke yeah. And, yeah. that's right yeah, the with the replaceable piece of wood piece of plywood whatever that you can yeah. you know hack up do all of your your uh, cuts to it mm-hmm. and then pull it off throw another one up there for the next rotation yeah. it's going to be a couple screws yeah. in this back back of business for the next group that's going to be yeah. coming back, back we might do a chimney insert too and mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah just so mm-hmm. we can slide a chimney piece in and yeah yeah so that's the yeah, that's a new plan hopefully that'll be done by february so we can do some training on it. throw it into training nice. yes yeah anything else i don't know what time it is what time is it i think so i don't even chatting away for 40 minutes already oh, there we go <laughs> pretty much spot on <laughs> right um uh i didn't write it out <laughs> i didn't write down our our shout outs but mm. do, we, do we remember them all? oh yeah i got oh, it yeah. Uh, ash modus mm. modus um yeah um we uh just recently got our uh little pocket pouch organizers we've all been getting set, set up yeah it's it's, nerd keeps, keeps our glasses and pens set yeah, yeah it's got a uh, special little spot for the old snagger tool which is that kind of their so, bread and butter some stuff. guy at work had a had a like a pocket protector on the other day oh really in his work shirt i'm like is that a pocket protector <laughs> yeah I'm like oh, okay <laughs> like, i'm not gonna say anything they still make those i was like it was a union one <laughs> <That's> <laughs> i laughed nice. i laughed it was <laughs> so these aren't Lame. Nothing wrong with nothing wrong with protecting your pockets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what you want to do. It's just cooler if it 
holds a couple of fourth century wedges and knife nice yeah. tools and knife <laughs> yeah knives and cutters <laughs> which yeah. ours do yeah now so so that's pretty sweet but yeah their uh, claim to fame uh, obviously is the uh, Snyder tool which we, we've all seen played with love um, but yeah they, they do the fourth century wedges they're wicked hydrant wrench um, some soft entry gear now as well and some pretty cool swag so um, check them out um, it's Modus Fire they're on uh, Facebook uh, Instagram and they've got a website so if you like what you see there DTFF5 is going to uh, get your five off I love the uh, that uh, little pouch it just fits mm -hmm. and held everything so nicely in my pocket it's oh yeah it, it, I actually have more room in my pockets now because yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I have everything jammed in there right yeah, when I walk, it's like clink, 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 clink. Oh, yeah. well, I always, I mean, I've tried the whole, the gloves and the little strap outside of the tourniquet. I, I hate it. Mm -hmm. I can't stand it. So I like having them put in my pockets. For sure. And I've just found you're reaching past too much stuff. Yeah. So, right. oh, I'll just mute that FaceTime. <laughs> and, um, and it's on. <laughs> oh, well. And it's, uh, it just, it holds them. everything very nicely, right? No, I didn't answer. It's good. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it just it just held held everything a lot better. And I actually freed up some other stuff in my other pocket too. It was nice. So mm -hmm. and now it's just it, it's a lot better. I'm gonna try it out for a couple of weeks, and if I really like, it, I'm gonna order it for my second set of gear on the other side of the hall there as well. Nice, because I like mm -hmm. having everything identical, right? For, yeah. For you muscle memory. Yeah, muscle memory. Yeah. We talked about yeah. why you have two sets. Have we ever mentioned that in here? I don't know. So. It's because you, you're basically your town is it's cut in half by well, yeah, the lake so kind of runs through it, and you have one bridge. The bridge, yeah, and it's it's just two lane, and so our our community with that bridge, the fear fear was always, um, you know, what happens if there's a delay at the bridge or congestion, or the bridge goes down? And yeah. What are we gonna do on the other side of that that area now? Um, so. Uh, a big an underwriter and everybody else came in. This was years and years and years ago, um, and they did a big study and said, "Okay, well, you know, you can still get mutual aid, but it's a long ways away." At that time, that yeah, other department was not running, running, and mm -hmm. you know, there's certifications. So they said, "No, you have to have a second hall on the other side with some apparatus." So, um, of course, like any other department, you know, we can't just bust out a second hall all of a sudden. Yeah. So we got some smoking cheap uh, rental agreements with uh somebody in town that had a little bit of a warehouse there so we've got um never an engine. Seen second yeah, yeah it's just a massive yeah. garage basically we have uh, an engine and a tender in there uh plugged in and then we've got a small little room with our turnout gear uh, and bathroom and stuff and then some storage up top top super mm -hmm. basic you just run in the door grab your gear and then out to the bay and away you go mm -hmm. um there there has been lots of conversations in the future of you know what the next step will be um and i know uh there is some conversation now of uh, what our future plans will be as well with either that building or a future building um for some maybe like a three bay thing in the future but yeah it's, it's that bridge it just it's uh it's challenging with the traffic and we're a, a tourist yeah. community as well so mm -hmm. our population triples yeah. come summertime right and uh it was really hurting our response times before. We just had that one call on the other side, yeah. but now with two, it, it's uh, it's quick. Like we uh, we at hall two because I respond to hall two ninety percent of the time, 
uh, we end up uh, smoking the other hall a lot of times. All do. But it's created a lot of real fun rivalry too, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there is some difficulties. You're like the chief well. hall too. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. You're here first. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, no, but it's uh, a lot of good rivalries, but also some of the complications with that is now, depending on where that call is, when we start rolling and the other truck starts rolling, you may think you're arriving first, so you've got your game plan, right? You right. may or them grab a hydrant, this and that. All of a sudden, you hear the other truck. <laughs> or they, they literally pull up around a corner in front of you. It's like, ah, shit. So now you're, <laughs> so you're, you're switching your plan again. Yeah. You're quickly switching. Right, yeah. So you got to really, uh, really be quick and have everybody on that same mindset of, hey, mm-hmm. okay, this is the conversation we're having right now. This is what we're going to do. If they arrive, this is the next mode, right? Mm-hmm. And we've had to do that a lot. Hmm. And it, so... You guys have you so you have a set of gear at hall two and then one at your main hall. Yeah. Does everybody have that? Like, does the other guys that are on the other side of the so the majority of the people that live on that side of town, we've always had the two sets of gear. Yeah. Um, budgetary wise, I don't know if that'll continue on. Because yeah. um, now what happens? Challenging. I guess what the question is: What happens if guys that are live on the side where your hall one is? I guess that's what you call it. Mm-hmm. Is um, but now there's an there's an incident. And they're on hall two side. Yeah, and, Can that, they go and around that's here, why or? we've always yeah. had. So everybody has two sets of gear. No, just oh. just the the, the guys right. on that. Outside. So the hall one guys are at a hall guy. One guy's side. just responding to hall one. Because right. um, generally, like, I guess the question would be: so if they if the guy works if he if his gear is stored at hall one, but he mm-hmm. works on the hall two side, he starts to drive to hall one. Uh you know, I don't know if we ever had anything specific like that. Like a lot of <laughs> our, it when you look at the breakup of the of the members you know for a one time there we were very half and half like half resided on that side the other half resided on that side and it worked out pretty good Mm -hmm. um of course like anything else it fluctuates and you get low low members on the one side um Mm -hmm. back and forth but um we still have a variety of guys that work on let's call it the the hall one side and daytime calls they just respond to hall one they've got their their gear and away you go um Anybody else, it's yeah, it's, it's a gamble. If you're on that side of the lake and the pager goes off, well, whatever, you're going to hall one. Yeah. Right. Um, but uh, daytime and nighttime, it's kind of 50-50. We, we get to the to hall two there pretty quick. Um, I do worry that, depending on budget, if we can't afford to keep getting people that live on that side two sets of gear, it's going to delay a response and it's going to get, get confusing because right, right. um, we already have people that end up missing a truck or never make a rescue truck because they have right. only one set of gear. Because you work on, hand. you work like a few blocks away from your hall one. Yeah, exactly. But you... Yeah. So yeah. There, there's pros and cons to both. Uh, we'll see what they do. I don't know. Hard to say. Anyways, Modus. Yeah. <laughs> the longest Modus commercial ever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I think we're, we're wrapped up there. <laughs> DTFF5? Yeah, DTFF5. Yeah, discount code? Works yeah. great. Absolutely. Uh, right. What uh, else we got? Ignition. We got uh, Ignition USA, yeah. Um, yeah, go online, check out the uh, Seattle Sea Rat there. Um, Which is, the, might be the Texas Rat. The Texas Rat. <laughs> Texas Rat. Have you talked yeah. about it? I haven't. No, I meant to reach out. That's right. I, I don't know if his number's the same, but I do have his email, so I'll... Uh, I don't know if he left, or right. just his company left. Just, just the, company. the company side of it, yeah. yeah the product procurement of it mm-hmm. yeah anyways uh yeah ignition usa um go online check them out uh, they've got a really great um uh, passive entry tool there uh if you need to uh secure uh, the premises after gaining entry uh and this is mostly like your um kind of industrial based settings right 
um, types of doors like that. We understand that you know not all of the the tools are going to work on every door, but um, they created that in downtown Seattle for a lot of the businesses and things that they were responding to, and it works well. And mm-hmm. we always kind of refer to it as that little Swiss Army knife of of force mm-hmm. or soft entry tools. Um, you know, it, it's very compact and it's got a variety of tools that work really well for mm-hmm. it. And uh, we got to play with it when we went down to Seattle at the time as well. And um, he's Jason's actually got a lot of videos online as well with his uh, under ignition, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he's on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know if our uh, if our discount code's still live because we're in 2021. Yeah. But uh, you can definitely try it. Uh, DTFF uh, 2020. Um, if that works, great. If not, um, yeah, I will make a effort to reach out to him this this uh, week here, touch base, see how they're doing. Because mm-hmm. we actually haven't spoke since all the craziness jumped <laughs> off. It was like the last conversation we had was a bit before that. Um, so well, he's yeah, a pretty be busy really guy. Good. Super busy guy. Yeah, they had with a new family on the way. Mm-hmm. He's working full time, and then with the ignition. Yeah, yeah, lots of stuff going on. And for then sure. now America yeah. went for shit and, <laughs> and riots, and, riots in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. To be fair, only parts of America. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Yes. very true. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. yeah. Stop the bleed. Speaking of America, <laughs> just kidding. Stop the bleed. Um, it's a free course um, created by the College of the Surgeons. Yes. Um, so what they did is they developed this program. Trauma after, surgeons. What's that? Trauma surgeons. No, it's just College of the Surgeons. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> it's been a while since I've done it. So, um, it. Anyways, there was this course created um, because of all the shootings that were going on, and um, it was quite, uh, it's quite simple. It's free. And uh, anyone can basically uh, anyone that's uh, trained at a certain level can uh, become an instructor in it. It's it's good. It's a, definitely a, a really good force multiplier in in teaching people how to do uh, really simple tra- uh, trauma first aid, like, mm-hmm. uh, stop, essentially just bleeding control um, through the three methods of um, direct pressure, tourniquet application, and wound packing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so check it out. Uh, is it? Stopthebleed.org. Yeah, yeah, it used to be bleedingcontrol.org, but stopthebleed.org. Yeah. yeah, and it's, I think, the one thing I really like with it is, it's, uh, you know, they changed the curriculum. To, it's quite simple, and you can get into a school-aged children and teach it to everybody, right? Because these right. are, of course, the life-saving skills that can be reversible. Or not reversible, sorry, but prevented. Prevent, prevented yeah. death. Like bleeding, hemorrh- hemorrhaging out is the leading cause of death, right? Like, mm-hmm. the, the, we can generally put something on it or do something to control that bleeding so it's a it's a great course yeah that's um can do Rolson. sure <laughs> uh Ken Rolson band uh country uh they're a country group out of um west coast canada um just outside of vancouver um we uh we're super pumped to have them come up for our spring seminar in 2020 and then 2020. <laughs> so uh, we hope to have them back up for whenever our seminar is. But uh, yeah, they're uh, 
pretty sweet group. Uh, they got some new music happening. Uh, well, some new Christmas music, which I guess we're out of the Christmas season. Um, apparently, they, they, have, they have a new bassist. <laughs> so that's cool. There's uh, some, I don't know, are they still doing their live shows? I haven't seen that in a while. Yeah, I haven't seen yeah. them pop, pop up in a I'll bit. Find, but, uh, I'll find out. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, uh, they were awesome enough to support us and we're uh, love sharing what they're doing because, yeah. Love, love to see local people succeed. Absolutely. Plus, it's pretty kick-ass music. Huh. Yeah, it is. Oh. Yeah, and lastly, us, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, mm -hmm. not TikTok. I mean, we're on there, but... The That's YouTube. The, the YouTube, the is, YouTube our, is the big, the big one. one. Yeah. yeah. I see the big one. Uh, we haven't been able to do lots of video lately, mm -hmm. but... Um, we it is coming for sure yeah for yeah. our video content that's where we we definitely yeah. want to funnel yeah. i feel um, once we get some of our roof props once the sun's back out <laughs> yeah <laughs> once covid's cleaning up a bit mm -hmm. you know, we'll be able to do some more video yeah um, we just haven't been able to get together lately yeah mm -hmm. absolutely yeah I think that's it. Any more for any more? <laughs> you, know, you know what I think? As much as we uh, make fun, because we're Canadian, we make fun of America. Mm -hmm. Just the thing we do. It, I don't think it is as bad as as the media makes it sound. It's uh, you know talking to Nick and other people that are down yeah. there. No one actually. They're all like, yeah, it's just a very small pockets of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's you know whatever side of the political spectrum you're on, there's going to be crazies. So whether it's left crazies or right crazies, <laughs> um, I think majority of of Americans are middle <laughs> middle of the road there. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and you just look at you look at the media and stuff. It's, but one thing that is tough, uh, you know, I'm looking at the first responders. They they do have a tough job. Not yeah. only the police, uh, mm -hmm. the fire, everybody has a tough job dealing with that. Um, because like everything else, it just it just takes one percent of the population to cause havoc and and these first responders have to deal with it, and that's taken away from their other part of their job. So. Mm -hmm. um, Hopefully it settles down soon. For sure. Yeah. See some semi-return to normalcy for everybody would be really good. Yeah. But it is fun to bug them. Yeah. <laughs> I have family down there as well, too. Right, yeah, so yeah. It's, yeah, 100%. It's good to harass yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. We like it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ash. Thanks a lot, guys. But <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> good night. Thank you for listening. Thanks for putting up with us. Mm. And good night. Oh, yep. Oh. <laughs> As always, stay safe. Stay safe. Stay, stay DTFF. <laughs>